0: What's up, Broncos country? We continue our off-season position preview heading up into NFL training camp for the Denver Broncos. Today's focus is the tight end position. We take a look at the key additions, departures, what the roster looks like as is, and maybe how some preseason play can impact some players maybe moving up or down the depth chart. We break it down on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. It's the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day you're listening to the locked on Broncos podcast hosted by Cody Rourke your daily Broncos podcast From the South Stands to the end zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content of Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Locked On NFL Network. You can follow me on Twitter at CodyRourkeNFL. You catch me here five times per week most of the year. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to have three episodes per week here on the YouTube channel. And on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, make sure that you are following or subscribed to the podcast as we get closer to the NFL season where you will get daily coverage of the Denver Broncos. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends of RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. I'll tell you about them a little bit more in depth later on as we get through the show. But ladies and gentlemen, let's focus on the Broncos tight end room here leading up to training camp. Now this time of the offseason is one of the deadest times of the year. So the Broncos roster as it stands sits at 90. So there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be cut by the time the NFL regular season rolls around as the roster will eventually be cut from 90 to 53, gradually go from 90 to 85, 85 to 80, and then from 80 to 53 after that third and final preseason game that the Broncos will have where they'll host the Los Angeles Rams and Powerfield a mile high in the middle part of August. But Broncos country, let's take a look at the tight end position in general. Now, this is a position where the Broncos, they've really tried to figure out a long-term answer there. Yes, no Fant. They drafted him in round one of the 2019 NFL Draft, and he's hoping for a big time season here, entering his third year in the National Football League. And behind him, you have Albert Okwebunam, obviously a draft selection out of the University of Missouri, former teammate to Drew Locke, and you know a lot of upside with those two players right there. But really behind, I would say Albert Okwebunam, and old fan. There's a lot of question marks as to who could be that third tight end, maybe even the fourth, because I think that in today's NFL, yes, you see all these three by one wide receiver sets, but you do need tight ends that can block because tight ends. And while we've seen in the Broncos offense last couple of years, not only have tight ends been used as blocking pillars, but they've also been used as extra pass protection. I mean, the Broncos utilize a two tight end set and they'll use both of those guys as extra protection on passing plays. Usually it involves, you know, one man or two man routes and maybe a tailback swinging out of the backfield. But, it also helps to have a numbers advantage against maybe some of the best pass rushing teams in the national football league. But when I look at the additions, this offseason for the Broncos, we really take a look at some of the free agency signings. Now for the Broncos, when I look at the roster, they only have five tight ends on the roster. I think you can consider six if you factor in Andrew Beck, but they have Sean Beyer, who is a rookie coming out of Iowa. And there's that connection there. I mean, obviously uh, tight end coach, Wade Harmon has those Iowa connections in terms of the coaching tree. Obviously, you have two Iowa tight ends with Sean Bayer and Noah Fant. Uh Bayer is an athletic six foot five playmaker. He's made some impressive plays at his time in Iowa. Really trying to figure out if he's going to be maybe one of those guys that's going to slide in, maybe be that third tight end behind Fant and Okawaban. There's a lot of questions though, but obviously his size, six foot five, 240 pounds. That's really great. Austin Fort, obviously a stable name entering his third season in the NFL out of Wyoming. He's on the roster still coming back from injury. One of the offseason additions in free agency was Eric Sauber out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, formerly there. He's a fourth year player, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, 27 years of age. And he's got some experience there, mainly as that blocking guy. And then I'm gonna throw in Andrew Beck. You know, the Broncos tight end unit right now. They got about four, five or six guys. Beck is more so used as a hybrid fullback, but I don't think that the Broncos are going to invest too much in the fullback position this year. I think it's going to really translate to the H-back. So I like to throw Beck in there because he can do that. I mean, he can catch the ball. He can block effectively. He is a weapon for the Broncos. But really, when you talk about offensive playmaking threats, it's Noah Fan and Howard Okuwebunov. So far, of what we've seen, Okuwebunov's coming off of ACL surgery. But in terms of key departures for the Broncos this offseason, former tight end Jake Butt signed with the Chicago Bears. And that was a story I touched on a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, but I really feel like Jake Butt, he gets so much hate, I think, by Broncos fans. You know, there were so many expectations for Jake Butt, obviously, coming out of Michigan. Then he tore his ACL in the bowl game, and it's really hard to come back from that knee. And then he had another injury, and then he had another knee injury. I mean, it is a cycle that I think was just absolutely detrimental to Jake Butt, and it really created a sour perspective by fans. And that's the thing, too. I have never understood why fans of a football team get mad at a player who gets hurt. Yes, I understand it's frustrating when a player can't stay healthy, but you think that's the player's fault? That's not the player's fault, man. But really happy for Jake Butt. I can tell you this, the Broncos players were so excited for him. They're so supportive of him as well. And they're rooting for him to succeed in Chicago. He was a phenomenal teammate when he's in Denver and also just a great human being. And Graham Glasgow said the most handsome and best blocker that he's had on the field alongside him. So obviously, uh, Graham Glasgow throwing some love towards Jake Butt's way. Obviously, wish him the best. Troy Fumagalli, his contract expired. The Broncos did bring him back last season because of the injuries at the tight end position. And then obviously the key departure this offseason with Nick Vanette going to the New Orleans Saints, a really surprise cut by the Broncos, to be honest with you after they had just signed him last year i I felt like vanette did a really good job but just a new philosophy The broncos going in a different direction that's okay you know we i think at this point all of us media fans involved i think have to really trust what george payton is doing so right now the broncos coming into training camp with six tight ends those are the key additions and losses here but coming up here in just a moment broncos country we're going to highlight each player from the unique perspective maybe how they can contribute to the broncos offense in 2021 coming up here in just a moment but before we do that i have to tell you about the sponsor of today's Episode of the show. That's a good friends over there, BetOnline.ag, and BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. So, before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website right now, or use your mobile device to sign up today. And when you do, you can receive your fifty percent welcome bonus in your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Now we're going to take a look at the Broncos roster player by player, and we're going to highlight maybe their fit in the Broncos offense here in 2021. Now, I think when we look at Pat Shermer's offense, now there's often at times where he'll utilize a two tight end set. There'll be 12 personnel. Sometimes he'll go 13 personnel where there's three tight ends on the field. And it's really unique to be able to see how he can do that. And I think if the Broncos and Pat Shermer can really carve out a design role for maybe one of these other third-tier tight ends, not saying that they're third-tier in terms of placement, but also a third uh, depth chart contributing piece that is effective. I think you have to have three effective tight ends on your roster. Now, primarily, I think the Broncos, they'll carry four on the active roster going into 2021, but you have to have at least three that could contribute on the field at the same time. Now, I think the difference is, is you look at Noah Fant. What is an area of Noah Fance game that many people feel he can improve on? I think it's really in the blocking department. And there were times where he had some one-on-one blocks. I actually thought he did better in 2020 than he was in 2019 in the blocking department, but it's always an area you can absolutely continue to work on, improve and get better. And a lot of it, too, I think for Noah, I mean, he's so sizable with you know, with his size and his ability at six foot four, he's strong. He's got a, a strong internal grip. It's all about leverage, right? So if you're going against a speed rusher, you have to understand how to attack that leverage. That's why tight ends in training camp, you're going to see them work with the offensive line. You're going to see them work with Mike Munchak and Chris Cooper at times when they split off into some group work and Skelly period. That is useful. And if you can't block as a tight end in the NFL, you you know you better contribute. You better hope that you could be a threat in the passing game. But if you are a well-rounded all around tight end. And I hate to make this comparison, but if you look at Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey can block and he can catch. And that's why he's one of the top tight ends in the NFL. Noah Fant can get there. And we talked about on lockdown Broncos just about a couple months ago, how the Broncos can utilize Noah Fant even more to give him a chance to be one of the best tight ends in the NFL. The possibility, the potential is there for Fant. He's just got to continue to grow into it. Now, I think that for Noah Fan, I would love to see him utilize more on the outside. Use him in some of these one-on-one matchups against smaller defensive backs, especially if you can move a Cortland Sutton or a Tim Patrick on the inside, inside the slot, which they can absolutely play that position too. Everybody always thinks the slot player just has to be the speedy guy. You use size. DK Metcalf of the Seahawks uses that as well. And so really finding a way to utilize your tight ends on the outside, I think is going to be key for Pat Shermer. This upcoming season for the Broncos offense and specifically, I think for whoever the quarterback is going to be, whether it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, that's going to be something you have to absolutely use. And if you have a tight end with Noah offense size and his ability to make plays happen yards after the catch, you have to find a way to isolate him because his big body, he can box out like a basketball player. If you run a hitch route or a curl route, he can box out, use his length and his size if the ball is well thrown to the inside. He can catch it, turn, spin outside, and try to get a little bit more extra yardage. I would love to see Noah Fant used in more of those opportunities. We talk about the vertical threat absolutely. Now let's go to Albert foot 6'5", 258 pounds, athletic, and we really saw his coming out game against the New England Patriots last season for Drew Locke and the Broncos. The thing that surprises me the most about Okwebunam is he just got this high motor, and he's not afraid to block as well, which is why I feel like he can really carve a rollout for himself in Pat Shermer's offense here in 2021. And the reason I say that, because last year we saw him amplify the Broncos' chances inside the red zone. Now, in that Patriots game, there were a chance he could have two touchdowns in the red zone. He had one drop, and he also had one where he was out of bounds and that was an issue that I think you look back on in the film you say wow the Broncos if they actually convert on a couple of those plays the they beat the Patriots handily last year I mean it's not even close it's not as close as it was and maybe Denver is not forced a position that fourth quarter have to throw the ball to help starve off that Patriots defense. And I think that's where we saw some of the lines get blurred. And and obviously for Okuwebunam too, that non-contact ACL injury was rough. But from what I've been told, he has progressed really well through offseason rehab. He's not going to be a full participant right away once training camp starts here at the end of July, but he's going to get an opportunity to work his way in, ease in. There's a roster spot for him. He's not in danger of not making this roster. So Okuwebunam is one of those players there. I want to talk about Austin Ford, obviously the evident injury concerns has been something that many people have talked about, but I think that we're past the point too of focusing on injuries because we can always look at a player who's been hurt and say, Hey, what if this guy gets hurt again? It's the nature of the business. You're never going to be hundred percent, but Frost and Fort, he's still, he's doing really well right now. He's healthy. He's maintained through mini camp and OTAs training camp. If he can stay healthy through there, I think he's got the best chance to be that number three tight end, for the Broncos, with his size alone, six foot four, 244 pounds. He's athletic. He can go up and catch the ball. And he's also a pretty damn good blocker. I was able to see him up close and personal in training camp in 2019. And then, bam, you have the Hall of Fame game, the ACL injury occurs, and we haven't been able to see much since. But he's had a really good mini camp and OTAs from the blocking perspective. And also as a receiver, he's become a little bit of a security blanket. And if any quarterback can find solace in a tight end, you're going to be a happy camper regardless of who's catching passes because you're going to have the ability to distribute the ball not only just to your wide receivers, but to a wide variety of different tight end contributors as well. And that's the most important part of the NFL game. Then we're going to go down Eric Saber to look at him six foot five, 253 pounds, four year veteran of the National Football League. You know, to me, I don't know just yet what type of role he will carve out for himself for the Broncos. Are we talking about a player overview here? Uh, but outside of that, I mean, with his size, six foot five I imagine he's probably going to be brought in to be more of a blocker not much of a receiving thread but then again we will be surprised I mean you have to be able to do both and, and it sounds cliche that you bring in a guy just to block you have to have a guy that can catch whether it be on a block chip 1001 release to the flat catch the ball and maybe make a play upfield as we saw Nick Vanette I mean that was really his bread and butter Nick Vanette was never really a vertical threat for the Broncos. And so maybe Eric Saber is that Nick Vanette role at a cheaper price market. So we'll see how Sabert plays into the mix there. Sean Beyer, athletic. Like I said, he's one of those athletic guys. In my opinion, I feel like there will probably be more competition between Beyer and Andrew Beck than anybody else. I think that Beyer will probably play that, that H-back hybrid role, the sniffer uh, the kind of flex fullback. Not really designated as a fullback anymore. So those are the Broncos tight ends here. And we're going to get it to their production and maybe the roster projections. Maybe the Broncos are going to go with the tight end position. Coming up here in just a moment, Broncos country. But before we get to that, to tell you about the two other sponsors of today's episode of the show, that's a good friends over there at Built Bar and rockauto.com. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar that's out there on the market today, folks. I love Built Bar because the bars, they taste legitimately like a candy bar. They're the best tasting protein bar out there. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And the other thing I like about Built Bar is that they're healthy for you folks. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. They have nine amazing, delicious flavors. There's a flavor for everybody. Peanut butter brownie is my go-to. I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to builtbar.com using promo code LOCK15. And when you do, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCK15 is going to get you 15% off your next order at Built Bar. And our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your doorstep. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and even the prices you prefer and best of all prices at rockauto.com are always the same for everybody and always reliably low. Whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right? Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need rockauto.com. Now getting into our roster projections and even player projections for the Broncos tight end position coming up here in 2021. Now obviously the 53 man roster is always a limitation. When you look at the number of Broncos wide receivers, there are currently DBs, cornerbacks, safeties, the combination. You're probably going to have more depth at that position than anything. But the last couple of seasons, we've seen the Broncos have four guys on the tight end roster. And I think that with the roster flexibility of having an added practice squad bonus to 16 players rather than 11 and the flexibility to call somebody back from injured reserve if somebody goes down you can designate players on your practice squad that are protected i think that the broncos i think they roll with four tight ends on the active roster of the season. I think they keep one or two on the 16-man practice squad because you never know. Durability, injury issues could always arise. It's something that we always see. And I know that Noah Fant in this past has dealt with ankle injuries, and that's been something that's hindered him. But I don't think that's going to be too much of a case here in 2021. Knock on wood, that is the hope here. But let's get into our production and roster projection, starting things off with Noah Fant. I think that if the Broncos utilize him, and they can increase his average depth of target to about maybe 8.5 yards rather than 6.4 when they target him, I think he's going to have more of the, an opportunity to make plays as a vertical threat. I mean, when you can line him up on the outside in a one-on-one situation against a smaller DB or a safety, I think that's a matchup advantage that the Broncos have there. Now, I think for Fant, even if his number production in terms of yards is not 1,000 yards, look, if, if Fant could become a 1,000-yard receiving tight end, that's great. But I think with the Broncos' weapons at wide receiver, is it realistic to think that Fant could get 1,000 yards receiving here in 2021? In my opinion, probably not unless the Broncos offense exploded like the 2013 Broncos offense led by Peyton Manning. So I think for Noah Fan, I'm going to temper expectations in terms of overall number of yards. I think he's going to have around 800 yards receiving, but I think the key for me, how many touchdowns does he have this year? I think he's going to increase that from, I think he had three last year. I'm going to increase that to eight overall touchdowns For Fant here in 2021. I think he's going to be a big time threat for the Broncos this year. They can utilize him in different packages, outside, inside, and also in the red zone. You have to go to him a lot more. So for me, Noah Fant, eight touchdowns on the year is my roster projection in terms of production for him. I'm eager to hear what yours is. Austin Ford. Now, in terms of that, we have to talk about which players make the roster. I think that Austin Ford, I'm going to say it here, I believe he's going to be the number three tight end for Denver this upcoming season. So he's going to play a role. How big of a role is he going to play i think it's going to be the point where he's going to be a utilized offensive weapon like Noah Fant, in terms of the receiving game however i think he will be used heavily in blocking situations he'll be monumental in helping get in the run game going especially on running plays to the outside whether it be outside zone counter toss he's going to be critical in that so i think that we can maybe project a yardage statistic for him i don't know maybe maybe 370 400 yards total for him Maybe he'll have one touchdown on the year, especially in the red zone. You never know, but he's going to be my number three tight end. I think he's going to make the roster. Obviously, the number two tight end is going to be Albert Okuwebunam. I think he's going to have a, a big time role for the Broncos. I'm going to get him because he's going to be a red zone threat for Denver. I think he's going to have four touchdowns on the season and the contributing role is the number two tight end. But those are going to be the three main tight ends on the roster. Now, the fourth, I think, is really going to be up in the air between Sean Beyer. I think that you can also add Eric Sobert to the mix and Andrew Beck. There's going to be competition at training camp. I'm going to keep my eye on, on who the most productive is of those three. But if I had to project maybe a fourth one, I think with his familiarity where he's at, I'm going with Andrew Beck. He's been one of those reliable players for the Broncos. Offset as that fullback, H-back, and also as a receiving threat. And I'll never forget when he really had a big-time game against the Houston Texans in 2019 and Drew Locke's breakout game against that Texans defense and against Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that you have to be able to utilize your guys a lot more. He has the ability to be in the backfield as a back, fake a block, one, one, thousand, one, leak, especially if you have a blitzing linebacker, get behind the defense, find a soft spot to sit, catch, and do damage after the catch. I think that's where his value is. And so for me, the overall roster projection for the Denver Broncos tight ends here in 2021, it's going to be no offense. Albert Okuebunam, Austin Fort, and Andrew Beck. And I believe that you could see Eric Saber or maybe Sean Beyer become a practice squad player for the organization. I think it would more than likely be Beyer at this point in time, and that's going to be how I project the roster breakdown, specifically at the tight end position. And Broncos country, I'm eager for your thoughts as to who you think the Broncos tight ends will be. Let's operate under the assumption that there's going to be four total players on the active roster in 2021. Who are your four tight ends? Obviously, excluding Noah Fant and Albert Oak, Wade, it's a little bit wide open. Let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube or tweet me on Twitter at Cody work NFL, but Broncos country that will conclude for today's episode of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder, we only have three episodes this week. We're only going to have three episodes next week. As I'm on vacation, we're taking a look tomorrow at the Broncos offensive guard position. And then on Wednesday, we're going to take a look at the tackle position for the team in terms of overall addition, subtractions, impact, and projections on production in 2021. With that said, I'm Cody or host of lockdown Broncos. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show make sure you hit the subscribe button here on the youtube channel